Hey folks, this is Diana, your host. Before you listen to this episode, I have an announcement. I was recently given the awesome opportunity to be the guest editor of Canna Curious Magazine's fall issue. That's right. I guest edited the fall issue of the gorgeous Canna Curious Magazine. In case you don't know about this magazine, Canna Curious normalizes cannabis lifestyle for women through fact-based information, relatable personal stories, and verified products. Their goal is to enlighten women about the variety of ways cannabis can enhance all areas of their lives, from sex to beauty, nutrition, health and wellness, and much more. This is an awesome issue. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, you may recognize some people that are in this special anniversary edition. So please, please, please support this awesome group of women by subscribing and also ordering your print copy, which will be available mid-September, but you can pre-order it two weeks early. So go to cannacuriousmag.com, that's cannacuriousmag.com, to subscribe to their newsletter, follow them on social media, and buy the latest copy and past issues. Check out their past issues because they're wonderful. And please just continue to support independent media and especially a media run by women and non-binary folks. Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. listening to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by Amy Donahue, the CEO and founder of Hybrid Social. How are you doing today, Amy? I'm great. We woke up with rain in Phoenix. <laughs> Again, that's great. That's a big deal. <laughs> I th- it's supposed to rain here today, but that's not really a big deal, so... It's the top story of the news when it rains here. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) So we're going to begin this episode as we do every episode with a fave pot, fave not pot, where each of us discusses our current cannabis and non-cannabis related item, movement, movie, book, or whatever you want, just what you're feeling at the moment and... um, with that being said, <laughs> I'm going to start with my fave pot. So I was sent a couple of things to try from a new brand called Toasty. And that's Toasty with two Ys at the end. And I am really loving the tincture that they sent me, the CBD tincture. It's orange flavored. It's a full spectrum CBD tincture, 1800 milligrams CBD. And I'm just going to read a little bit about the founder, Jamie Lee. Um, She's an herbalist and she's been a cannabis advocate since she was 17. And she has a really cool uh, history as to why she became, um, you know, why she created this line. So 
look into that. It's called Toasty with two Y's, and the website is gettingtoasty.com. So what's your fave pot, Amy? So my favorite pot right now is I'm in Arizona. So we have an edibles line called Tipsy Turtle. And they are high-end edibles, like actual, you know, caramel and chocolate turtles and sand dollars. They are delicious. The packaging is great. And they're different than anything else on the market here. Nice. That sounds delicious. It's so (laughs) good. Um, So my fave knot pot is also cannabis related. Um, I'm breaking my own rules today. But it's a magazine, so I feel like it kind of (laughs) doesn't count. Anyway, um, the latest issue of Vanguard magazine is available, or more specifically, Vanguard Media Online magazine. And in this issue, I have two features. Um, One of them is a profile of Maggie Wilson, who was recently on this podcast and has been on in the past. And... The other one is about how CBD can impact fertility. And uh, I was really excited to get a chance to write that one. So I think you should check it out. If you can, order your digital copy or your print copy on vanguardmediaonline.com. So what's your fave not pot, Amy? Well, that's Tiffany Watkins. First, I want to go back to yours. I love Tiffany. She's amazing. Um, my favorite knot pot is actually a documentary I saw about Anthony Bourdain a couple weeks ago, ago called Roadrunner. And a lot of people were upset with this, but they used AI to have him as a voiceover in the film. And I just thought that was really cool because I missed the guy when he died. I was devastated. Like that was my dude. So, uh, if it's going to be on HBO max pretty soon, it's called Roadrunner and it's, the documentary about Anthony Bourdain. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Um, <clears throat> so today we're going to talk about Twitter and social media. And you have written about a tweet that led to organ donation. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But before we talk about that, why don't you tell listeners why the cannabis industry should pay attention to Twitter? Honestly, I feel like the cannabis industry is stuck in Zuck. And that means that every time I get an inquiry, the first thing they talk about is either their Facebook or their Instagram, the two networks that are continuously damaging small business in this industry. So we need to pivot our energy and spend time on networks that are going to support us. And Twitter is one of those networks. It's less restrictive. They don't allow ads yet for plant touching, but I've seen several ads for ancillary products. Um, But it's also where hashtags originated. So if you see a hashtag somewhere, that's because of Twitter. Uh, Your target audience is there. Your consumers for your dispensary are on Twitter. The news hits there first as well. And if you have a website, you have to have Twitter because Twitter is part of your SEO plan. If you have a website and you don't have Twitter, you should explain to your investors that you don't know what that means. And Google reads tweets. So they're going to show up in search results. So use Twitter, use it consistently. For my clients, I shoot for 100 tweets a month. 
That is really important to understand. Like when you Google someone, your tweets come up. <laughs> yes, they do. I don't know how, how much you can impress on people, but that is so important because um, <clears throat> if you only are managing your personal Twitter and you don't have a professional one, just think about that for a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there can be some um, really unwelcome outcomes. And so just I think it's really important to build up both sides of your Twitter. I, Twitter is, I've always been a fan. It's always my, been my favorite uh, of all the platforms. So I am 100% on board with what you're saying. So uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see the cannabis industry making when it comes to social media? Um, the first one would be they hire people who don't read the rules. They hire people based on their own personal Twitter or Instagram profile, which is nothing to do with doing it for a business. And those people don't read the rules. I would expect if you have investors, your investors would expect you to hire somebody who actually knows what they're doing and knowing what you're doing includes reading the rules. Um, hiring people simply based on the fact that they're millennials. You have no idea how many times I've followed up with potential clients that said, oh, we hired my millennial nephew. The millennial nephew doesn't even know what a content calendar is or a social media strategy. And you need a separate one for each network. So you need to hire somebody who knows and uses every network. Um, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who do cannabis marketing and social media who say, oh, I just don't get Twitter. If you don't get Twitter, you should not be charging people for social media. If you're only doing Facebook and Instagram, you're basically a Zuckerberg affiliate and not a social media manager. So hire people based on their experience and stop using networks that are anti-cannabis like Facebook and Instagram. And I'm saying it, they are anti-cannabis, period. Think outside the box. If your product and company is so great and so different, why are you using the same two networks that everyone else is? Right. Um, I am going to have to say, you know, as a millennial myself, I mean, even if I'm the oldest millennial possible at the very top of the tier, I, I do understand content calendars and I have the experience. So I think what you're saying is <laughs> don't just go off of the fact that you're like a, a maybe Generation Z, you understand TikTok and, and uh, Snapchat, right? Which are very important tools and it is important to have understanding of those things. I, I don't. Uh, because I'm an old millennial. I'm a zennial or whatever they call it. I'm like in between. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's like more about, it's definitely more about the experience and understanding because otherwise you're just posting to post. And I've done that before. It doesn't yield results. It just, it just puts posts out there and Google will punish you in some regard if you don't have like original content out there. And um, especially if you only keep to those two, Facebook and Instagram. Um, but I, I feel like I wanted to say something else, but now I can't remember. Well, while you're thinking <laughs> of that, um, I'll tell you, I got a message on LeafWire, which is the LinkedIn for cannabis the other day. And this guy was, yeah, I want to get into the industry and do social media. I love watching TikTok. And I said, well, have you ever done a social media strategy? Because 
seeing a video doesn't mean you know the analytics that go behind it and the research before a post. You need to right. post at the right time. You Every network has to have a different post too. You can't post the same thing across everything with some fancy tool. And unfortunately, being a fan of TikTok doesn't mean you actually know how to do it for a business. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm only like a I'm not even a fan. I don't have TikTok on my phone. I I deleted it, but I I see the Instagram ones though. But I I have no understanding of how to do it. I would never even attempt to do it for a client because there's just no way. It's like you really have to stick to your strengths in digital and mar digital marketing. Yep. <laughs> because uh, otherwise you're just you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the company or your clients that you're representing and it's just better to be honest and say look I don't understand LinkedIn so don't expect <laughs> me to churn out your profile and make you an or a LinkedIn star you know you really have to be honest and transparent about uh, where your experience lies when it comes to digital marketing especially right now um, and especially in cannabis, because like you said, Facebook is anti-cannabis, even for the uh, nonprofits and the people who aren't, like you said, touching plants at all. And so, I mean, I've seen it myself with the podcast and other clients work. Even when I try to share articles, if there's pictures of the plant in the article, it usually will get banned or someone will complain about it or something like that. I, I, I'm not allowed to do any sponsored posts, things like that. So <clears throat> I know I, I remember what I was going to say. I am seeing more and more um, outside of the box thinking with social media, like Reddit now apparently yeah. is um, a big deal with the cannabis marketing and, um, and LinkedIn. <laughs> I know LinkedIn anyway. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm getting there. I am trying. <laughs> I mean, I've always had one. So anyway, so switching gears a bit, tell us about your kidney book. Oh my God. Thank you so much for letting me talk about it. So my cannabis, my foray into the industry started basically with my kidney donation. I've been a consumer forever of cannabis since the eighties. Um, and 10, 10 and a half years ago, I was on Twitter one night and I saw two people I was following, talking to each other. And one I had met a few months previously and I knew her mother was sick with kidney failure. And the tweet was, hey, mom's finally agreed to go on the transplant list. Um, and I said, okay, I'll do it. What do I have to do? I'll donate my kidney. And um, four months later, I was down a kidney. Social media stole my kidney is the title. It's, it's on Amazon Kindle. It's going through the paperback approval process, which I spent all day on yesterday. Like it's a full-time job to be a writer now. Um, but honestly, if it weren't for cannabis or for my kidney donation, I'm not sure I would be in the industry. I'm a recovered alcoholic. And when I donated my kidney, I had to find a way to help myself with my chronic pain with one kidney, her kidney failure was from Motrin for a migraine in the hospital. She was given 800 milligrams of Motrin, which everybody takes a lot. Uh, it killed her kidneys. And so I'm an advocate for plant medicine because of that. Absolutely. I can't tell you how much Motrin and acetaminophen I've been 
subjected to over the years <laughs> I've had to take. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what my kidneys look like. Um, <clears throat> I worry about that all the time because that that is just, I, people just don't understand. It's like Tylenol, Benadryl even. These, these pills that you think are like harmless, they're so wow. damaging to your body long-term and short-term. And I used to be like, okay, whatever. It's just Tylenol. You know what I mean? I really did think that way. And uh, once I really started doing more research, um, willfully ignorant, you know, <laughs> as they say, once I became um, educated about how damaging those pills are to your body, I, I mean, I really only take it in an emergent situation, you know, um, but I've really, I really stopped taking acetaminophen period. I I've take, I took Motrin after I, I took, I had the vaccine, the first one, um, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that is a crazy story and I can't wait to read more about it. I already began a little bit here, uh, with the sample. So where can people find it on Amazon? Right now, it's on Amazon Kindle, and it's free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Otherwise, it's $2.99, and it will be on Amazon today or tomorrow. You can just search social media, stole my kidney, and bookmark it for the approval. I'm really hoping it's going to take less than 72 hours and get out there today because when I posted the Kindle on Sunday, everybody wanted a hard copy. So um, it's just a really great story. And in a time like this, when everybody just hates everybody else for being different, it's a perfect story for the times we're living in right now. Well, that's awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read it. So I can't wait to read it. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> I, can't I can't wait, wait to, read to read it. it. I can't <laughs> wait. Um, <laughs> so in what way can the cannabis industry better support you? Honestly, the cannabis industry needs to learn to hire professionals and support the women of this industry, industry, especially those of us who've been here for a long time. I've been doing my first social media client in cannabis was in 2012. And nine years in, it's still a struggle for the women to get paid what the guys get paid, but also to get hired for our knowledge and experience over a guy just for being a guy. So I think the industry really needs to step it up and say, hey, we need to support the women in this industry. We're here. There are thousands of us, and we're the ones that are building it on the back end since the beginning. So start supporting women in cannabis. I agree. <laughs> I think, have you seen any kind of difference though since 2012 any improvement uh with women in this industry nope we have a lot of groups and stuff so we support each other but the industry as a whole no it's still hard for women to get funded which is atrocious because the women that come to me for startup uh advice usually have more of their shit together than the guys they have a business plan they have a marketing plan they have a brand book like they, women in business, we present ourselves with our shit together. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. I mean, I don't like to broad strokes anything, but I would totally agree that women <laughs> are we have, to try so much harder to <laughs> we have to try so much harder to prove ourselves, though, that we're doing what everyone is supposed to be doing. 
which has come with a business plan and a marketing plan, but for some reason, it just doesn't matter. That's yes, the part that's frustrating. Yes. And I, I feel like the um, business ownership and executive positions are decreasing instead of increasing, at least since I've been covering it, um, it seems to be going in the wrong direction. Yep. So, so do you have any other um, things that you would like to promote or a specific call to action separate from what you just said, which was great? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say that on my website, which is gethybridsocial.com, I have a blog that has a lot of social media tips for the industry. It's got Instagram, how to get it back, um, how not to break the rules, why you should be using Twitter. So, And there's also an email list to sign up for. I do an email blast. I strive for two per month to educate people on cannabis social media. That's awesome. I love your blog. I think it is highly informative. And, Thank you. Um, and I know that you have a lot of startup options for people who are just beginning. Like you have some things for people who are, you know, jumpstart situations and things like that, um, who are just beginning, which is very accessible because I think some people are daunted by the, uh, or the concept of, developing a content calendar like you referenced earlier or a social media calendar can be daunting you know when you're just starting out and you have no idea where to start so I'm glad that you have those options available and that you provide so much content for free um, that is useful in that regard yeah it's free <laughs> reading, a blog, reading a blog is free people <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, just one more time before we go, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at the fabulous one, all spelled out one word, T-H-E-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S-O-N-E. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LeafWire. Um, I'm on the other networks, but not as big. And you can find me on Reddit. I'm Fab Amy. I'm a heavy Reddit user. Really? What is LeafWire? I mean, I, I've kind of like looked at it a little bit, but I haven't figured it out. Is that something that you think is worth uh, people spending their time on? I love LeafWire. It's leafwire.com. But another uh, network for cannabis industry is Cannabisiac. And that's mm -hmm. just cannabisiac.com. Those are two great places to network with others in the industries. And Cannabisiac has cool stuff like incubators and they really help people who are in the startup side of the industry, which I love. LeafWire is more on the LinkedIn side of things. Oh, okay. It's, so it's like an alternative social media platform. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, that all sounds really cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today and for... Uh, just sharing some of your wisdom and I appreciate what you're doing and I hope that you come back anytime. I love doing this with you. I love every time we talk, we have a blast and your laughter is infectious and oh. everybody should just listen to this podcast over and over again and then just take clips of your laugh and listen to that during the day when they're having a hard time because it's the best. Oh, that's so sweet. I've it's been told true. that my laughter sounds like Betty Rubble sometimes. So. <laughs> I try to change it. 
you can't hey, tell just because of that. One. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're funny. <laughs> so thank you for thank you again for joining us. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Thanks, Your Highness. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.